Hello, this is Yaros Dark, and welcome to what will be a very entertaining Entrepreneur's Journey podcast for you. Uh, I'm going to introduce my guest in a moment where you hear all about his story of how he started a blog about a ski slope, which went on to be the foundation for a 60,000 euros a year business. And he lives currently in Bulgaria, where he skis uh, 30 days of the year and basically lives a life all around the the aspect of skiing. So as you can imagine, it's a great life. Now, the reason I want to talk to you now, though, is Lance, the subject of my interview coming up, is actually a blog mastermind graduate. And he's one of the people who really impressed me because not only did he follow through and build a blog doing what I teach inside my blog mastermind course and and really going through and implementing everything that I talked about in there, he did it even when results weren't really that significant. After 12 months, he only had 50 people coming to his site, but he saw little signs of improvement, little things that encouraged him, so he kept at it, and as you will hear in this interview, he went on to build what is now a thriving business and allowed him to quit his job working in the banking sector, which he'd been doing for about 20 years. So he certainly started this transition away from full-time employment into running his own business, what you might call late. He's not exactly in his 20s like you hear a lot of other entrepreneurs. So this is something you can do. You can do it in a small niche. You can do it a little bit later in your life and it can allow you to leave your job and go and live on the slopes running a blog. And it's an amazing transformation that can impact your life like that. So the reason I'm here though is to invite you after or before or whenever you're inspired to take a look at also being like Lance and going through my blog mastermind program. So if you are interested in taking some aspect of your life that you're interested in, that you're passionate about, and turning it into an income stream through the vehicle of blogging and having your own online business, then I invite you to go to www.blogmastermind.com forward slash sign up. That's the current page where you'll find out where the next enrollment for Blog Mastermind is, or you may be able to enroll right now when you're listening to this. So once again, that website address is www.blogmastermind.com forward slash sign up, and you'll find all the information there about my Blog Mastermind training program. And I really look forward to working with you when you join. That's it from me. Now here comes the interview. Enjoy. Hello, this is Yaro Stark, and welcome to an Entrepreneur's Journey interview. And today I have a, a person on the line with me who will definitely serve as an inspiration for anyone who thinks that their little niche passion is not a viable online business based on a blog. Because my guest, Lance Nelson, who's originally from the UK but now lives in Bulgaria, uh, has translated... I'm sure would be a passion for skiing into a fairly thriving business all around essentially a ski slope called Bansko uh, in Sofia, Bulgaria. I think I said all of that correctly, right, Lance? Uh, nearly correct. Oh, yeah. darn. <laughs> uh, Bansko is a ski resort um, some two hours away from Sofia, but uh, okay. in Bulgaria. Yeah. Phew, not That's bad, though. Not bad. So Very good. <laughs> now, what I'm impressed, I, I was asking Lance before we start this interview just for some numbers to give people listening here uh, sort of a picture of what's possible and what you've been doing. Um, most recently, uh, the numbers you gave me, you're making about 60,000 euros from 
the entire business that's been derived around this Bansko blog, and you're actually expanding quite extensively into apps as well, which we'll talk about later. And you're doing it with comparatively a quite a small amount of traffic, about 80,000 unique visitors a year. Uh, not not a day or a month as, as some blogs get, but a year. And you're doing that with various different ways. You're monetizing your blog, all related to skiing in Bansko or going to this resort in Bansko. So to me, that's, uh, I mean, I've never heard of Bansko before I, I met Lance. And I'm I've been really impressed to sort of learn the different ways you've built a business around this. So if anyone here, as you're listening to this interview, you have an interest in, I don't know, it could be another skiing resort in this planet. There's obviously a great opportunity to follow in Lance's footsteps, or I guess any sort of niche hobby, you really can bring it down to something small. But let's uh, learn how Lance has done this. So Lance, first of all, thank you for joining me on this interview. My pleasure, yeah. So I'm also very excited to introduce Lance because he is a previous blog mastermind student and I love hearing success stories especially when they're in these really special unique niches like that so Lance can we go back in time first though uh, you used to be a regular working Joe is that right that's absolutely right Yarrow and uh, I was typical of many people uh, I was working in a bank uh, in corporate banking asset finance and uh, uh, no young spring Chicken for me, I've been doing it for, had been doing it for some 20 years um, before going it full, full time in, on, on the blog. So, um, yeah, the corporate world was for me, but uh, I just kind of knew I had to get out of it. You had no prior businesses of your own before or during that career? No. Awesome. So you basically have been a, a steady corporate employee from high school to university to getting a job and then going down that career path. Absolutely right. From university after university, went into um, a division of National Westminster Bank, a Royal Bank of Scotland as it's now called. I uh, was there for 10 years and then moved to a few other places including GE Capital, EMC Finance and, uh, and uh, more latterly uh, um, Barclays. Okay. So, um, so yeah, uh, Corporate boy, and um, now out of the corporate world, thankfully. Yeah, well, th that's no doubt going to be inspiring for anyone who's had a career already and, and might be feeling it's a, a young man or a young woman's game only to start an online business. So let's uh, you know, show them what's possible, Lance. Now, you're sitting in your, your corporate job, and are you hating it, or are you just sort of you know, exploring opportunities, seeing what's going on online. Obviously, you were exposed to the dot-com boom and then the second dot-com boom that might be said is going on now. Like, how interested were you in this? I think I've always quite enjoyed the, the technology side. When I was at university, I spent a, a year out in uh, IBM. Um, so I had been exposed to technology. And then I kind of always felt that the corporate world didn't, give me complete um, creativity. Um, obviously, it's different working for someone else as well, so you've got that, that, that piece to consider. And so I was up for something that I could really express myself, um, you know, greater scope of expression you can get than in the corporate world. And no, I'll be, I'll be honest, you know, if you're one of the people sitting behind your desk as, or, or in the evening after a hard slog and a commute, um, I, God, I know how that feels. And I, I know the frustration sometimes you feel, you know, unless you, maybe you're making it to the top, and that's great. Uh, but perhaps if you're not going to make it to the top and you're, you're in the middle management uh, layer, 
and uh, you're kind of thinking what else you could do then and if you've got a passion um, that you can certainly write about then um, I, hopefully this interview will prove that uh, you know you can do it mm. so so was writing your thing like did you I'm assuming you had said some point okay let's stop dreaming about leaving this job and start building something that potentially could lead to it happening did you look at all range of opportunities you know from blogging to YouTube to doing affiliate marketing uh, you know starting a, an e-commerce store or like what brought you into the your own business space first I think I think I sort of started with what I could actually what I was actually interested in, and uh, I, so first job I kind of thought well blogging will be uh, a, a way of um, talking about stuff I'm interested in, ma- namely um, you know my ski um, ski thing, and I thought well if I go down another path then I'm going to always struggle to to make the content. Uh, as for you know the direct affiliative and. Um, uh, affiliate kind of uh, route, then I, I just didn't quite connect with that, uh, to be fair. Uh, so um, for some reason, I'm not, I really can't remember why, I just kind of felt, well, blogging is blogging's getting pretty big, going back five or six years ago. And uh, I could see that that was a route to um, doing something, something good may come from that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so what did you do to try and make this a reality? Well, uh, first thing, I bought your course. <laughs> so, um, and uh, I realized having, you know, very quickly on that I was on the right track, I need to do something that I'm, I really want to do. Uh, I had in mind a, a complete career change. And you've got to remember at this stage, I was, I was working for, for an employer. So um, uh, it, was, it was necessary to, to have something that, you know, didn't require too much effort, um, or, albeit I'm not an actual writer. I don't have any particular gift there. I've never done it in any previous job other than the odd uh, email, uh, like anybody else. So um, if people are out there listening to this and think you have to be some copywriter or some journalist, then I certainly don't, do not come in, into that category. So that's really how I started, uh, thinking of uh, something I'm really interested in, thinking it might give me a lifestyle change, um, which was what I was really after. And uh, then I picked up on, uh, you know, we've been going to Bansko for a, uh, a few years, uh, enjoyed the skiing, got a property there, and um, that, that's how it all started. Okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm surprised and impressed that you picked up my course as the first thing you did. That's <laughs> really amazing. Um, did, is this a case of you just going, okay, uh, look at my life. I, Bansko and skiing is something I love. I've, like you said, you bought a property there, so you're going to be spending a regular repeat time there. You're learning a lot about the place. That makes sense for me to be my first attempt at building a blog and, and just to see how it goes. Did, did you just sort of install WordPress, you know, get yourself a domain name and then just start producing content? Uh, pretty much, Yarrow, yes. Um, I, I did feel it was the right route. Um, obviously, I was doing research generally. Um, on, on, on how the story could go in terms of uh, a, a blogging story. And I think one of the, 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 you know, you started off the interview talking about people in you know, maybe after huge traffic and, you know, appealing to a huge audience around the world. Um, yeah, for sure, there's, some, there's content on my site that, that, you know, is appealing for people who are not necessarily coming to uh, the country and the ski resort. 
but uh, in the main, it is a very much focused um, focused thing I'm doing. And it does enable you to um, immerse yourself and become the expert in something quite narrow, i.e. a place. So I, I kind of felt it was a, a reasonable strategy. I, I'll be... To be fair, I had my doubts at some, you know, because it is a it is a long process. I I, did, I was doubting the the wisdom of my approach uh, for sure. Probably after twelve months of doing it, and um, you know, not really going for any income at that stage. Uh, but it was actually a, a time when I came over to to really just sent. I decided right enough of the corporate world. Uh, I had a little break and see how it goes. So I. I started properly monetizing the blog then when I was over in the resort full time. Okay. And so that's when I started to think, yeah, this could be interesting. I have to say, I mean, if you were on the coaching calls with me and, and you said you started a, a blog about a specific ski resort, I might have said you've potentially niched that too too narrow. Yeah. Uh, I would have said maybe let's go for all of Bulgaria or maybe let's go for all of Western or Eastern Europe or you know, something like that, because maybe, you know, selling tickets to various resources across an, a, a few countries, as opposed to one specific resort, just seems very, very narrow. But I'm, hey, you, you proved me wrong in a lot of ways there. But before we move on, you, you mentioned 12 months there of working on this blog, you had your full time job before you decided to, I assume, take a break and live off savings since the blog wasn't covering your costs yet. But that 12 months, were you just going home after work and writing, you know, one article every second day? Like what was your initial process to build the, the basic platform of your blog? Yeah, it, it was pretty much that way. Yeah. I mean, I can't quite recall how frequent the articles were. They possibly were one every three days on average. And I still struggle. Uh, I often go through a couple of weeks to produce content and um, I, I think you may have even talked about being in the flow for it and sometimes it, it, you know, you've got to do it when you feel like it and then perhaps not do it when you don't and I think your audience will forgive you for that <laughs> you know, it's better to have quality rather than just quantity uh, was my view so yeah, um, in a nutshell the answer to your question is yes uh, do it after as and, um, you know, knowing that it's about, um, you know, get, getting the long tail search words, you know, mindful of SEO considerations okay. and uh, getting that down. Yeah. Can you tell us what sort of things you, you targeted? Like, did you sort of spe pick specific, uh, you know, uh, what are, Sophia ski packages? Did you find these phrases and, and then write an article specifically to match that? Like, how strategic was this versus just, generally rambling about this love of skiing you have because you know, in, in a way you've got such a niche site that your SEO competition I'm presuming isn't that significant because it is so narrow a niche which is in, in many ways brilliant because you can probably have a successful blog with not a ton of content you just have to be consistent enough to become the authority and you're not going to have sophisticated competition, which is the benefit of going narrow. So I'm, I'm guessing, correct me if I'm wrong, did you just pick, okay, there's these 20 articles that I need to get written about the core things like restaurants, nightlife, ski hire, getting there, where do you live, those things. And once you've written articles, articles about all of those, the traffic started coming in already? Is, is that what happened? Yeah, you're, you're largely correct, although rather bizarrely, um... <laughs> there was more competition than you'd expect. Uh, this in part was because uh, it was a new resort 
uh, quite a few people moved there um, because there was a property boom going on. Um, there were a couple of other sites producing content as well. And, you know, there were some people who who were battling to get keywords for, you know, certainly for in, the, in the hospitality industry part of it, so the, the hotels and apartments. Uh, and rather strangely, it can be a bit more competitive than you, you think. Um, so, yes, you haven't, it is niche, but there's always competition, there's always other websites. And, and in this particular resort, whilst it's not a, not a huge resort in terms of domain, it, it, it had a, a big following and has a big following, uh, it gets, can you believe, about 600,000 skiers or visitors there uh, every ski season. And, uh, you know, the, the, you, you, there, is, there was competition. That's okay. what that, that's okay. I say. Yeah, so, and yeah, I, ha- I had to keep at it to, to move up the rankings. Okay, so what did you write about during that first 12 months and, and what did your traffic look like at the end of it? Uh, so, obviously, you start from zero and uh, it, it's, um, you know, it's it's like every milestone. You think, God, I can't believe it if I manage to get five people a day, you know. Mm. And um, it 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 you just keep plodding along. And then I was amazed. I was getting like thirty people a day. Wow, you know, unbelievable. Uh, but that took uh, that took about three months, uh, four months to get to that stage. And then after a year, I seem to recall I was I was getting above fifty um, uh, a day. And uh, it's a very seasonal business, so it depends what time of year I'm talking about. And then, you know, if we fast forward to um, to where we are now, I did some strategic things like uh, put a live webcam, and another one's going to go up as well, so my own live webcam um, uh, to help drive traffic to the blog. Then, you know, I can be up to 2,000 people a day, on, the, on you know, when, it's, when there's a big snowfall happening. Yeah, right. So... Uh, it's um, yes, you're right. The, the sort of content, uh, you know, how to book ski lessons, and obviously, you know, giving links, um, you know, restaurants, bars, cafes, and, and all that sort of stuff. Uh, I wrote a guide, um, which still to this day um, has just been expanded upon and um, drives people to an email list, as per your instructions, Yarrow. Really, mm-hmm. I followed. Good, good student. The, to the letter and uh, you know and it, it's it's great you know so that that one guide uh for what this one small place in a place that many people couldn't put a pin on a map you know is probably being downloaded by about six thousand people now at least so it's um it's a good strategy for people to follow um in their niche i think to to get a guide done and that helps so to answer your question i'm rambling a little bit just to say uh it, the progress was slow initially, uh, but I kept at it until it started moving. Yeah, I have to say, though, at the end of 12 months, you've got 50 visitors a day. Then you decide to leave your job and move to Vansko for a while to keep working on it. Everyone around you must have thought you were nuts after putting a year into it and not really making any money, I presume, by then. You had a lot of faith, didn't you, <laughs> in this, Lance? Yeah. <laughs> I think I did. I think um, there's, there's, a, there's a section of the population who we can be quite um, perhaps a little bit stubborn, but just think, you know, if we just keep doing it, um, we'll get there and we'll find out more. Um, so it, it was, it, it was a, a, a leap of faith, I think, to, to quite a large extent. Um, but, you know, when, when you start getting some progress, when you start getting, and I started, to be fair, 
um, thinking, uh, jogging my memory now, I started to, because I had a property there, so I was actually getting some rentals from my property because I was promoting that. So that was a nice little bit of extra income. So there was a little bit of encouragement mm -hmm. happening after about uh, seven or eight months, I seem to recall, of doing this. Mm. Actually, yeah. that, that, that's sort of the time frame when I started to feel encouragement too. I think I remember feeling after six months that I'm not sure this is going anywhere. What am I doing? Maybe I should stop. <laughs> And then yeah. yeah, seven or eight, you start seeing a bit of affiliate income in my case. And I'm like, okay, I just need to increase the numbers and increase the income channels and, uh, you know, this can work. So let's, yeah. let's progress forward. You've built a platform then you've, you've got your 50 visitors a day, <laughs> not a lot, but yeah. it's a very small niche and you've built your newsletter with that, that guide, that free report you give away, which is the essential guide to, I assume, skiing in Bansko. Yeah. And I'm assuming you didn't do too many uh i don't know what to call these things like going out I, I in the blog, blog profits blueprint i'd call you building communication channels so did you go yeah. out there and bring people back to this blog or is it just because you're writing articles and getting good rankings in google okay so the there is a uh, forum uh that, that certainly at the time was quite popular and i did participate in that uh for the first ooh, 18 months and I did drop it because I kind of felt I, I was very careful how I put it no self-promotion all, all the good guidelines that uh, you know just contribute um, as much goodness as I could but um, so yeah I, I was doing uh, a little bit of that uh, getting my name out um, but nonetheless I was focusing on getting the content there because uh, you know, content is king. People need to see something or, or read something. And uh, I, I realized I kind of had a voice for a certain section of people um, that, um, you know, were, were enjoying it. Because the good news was, is uh, um, whilst there's a saying here in Bulgaria, you can't eat thanks. <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> you... Uh, you know, nonetheless, you're encouraged when, when you get a few nice emails and uh, that keeps you going. You know, that's, that's worth, that, that's like a currency, I think. Mm -hmm. Okay. So predominantly it's just Google traffic and then a bit of time in a forum over 18 months and that's what built your, your ground roots traffic. That's correct, yeah. Okay. Well, take us through the second year and beyond. So you moved to Bansko and then did you do anything, I guess, more significant at that point since you were on the the mountain it's obviously easier to produce content about the place when you're there can you even if you could put us give us some highlights where there's certain moments where you suddenly got a traffic increase because you did something or suddenly made yeah. a chunk of money because you did something so basically what i did is uh took a um a camera up the mountain with me and stuck it at my face and gave people a live virtually live snow report so I'd video myself saying, here's the snow, here's the weather, here's uh, the forecast, and um, I'm very interested in weather. Um, one of my passions uh, has been flying, paragliding flying. So I've been kind of studying weather patterns for that sport for, for many years now. So I'd give my little view on, um, on what the, the weather's likely to be and any snowfall that's likely to be due and pan around and show, show, you know, the skiing and, you know, one or two minute video. That was it. And day, I, or? I do, I'm, that, at that time I was doing it, uh, I probably did it every other day and that, that really did have a great impact. 
So some of these videos, actually funny enough, particularly if I got a, a guest person as well, I'd occasionally find someone who could, who could also do it. But we, we generally get, we're getting three, 400 views for these videos. And, and these days, on a good day, we get 1,000 almost within two days of doing the video. Uh, and, and that brings, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. I just going to say, you put that on YouTube and put it on the blog and that was it. That was, yeah, along with the commentary, yes. So mm -hmm. there'd be some words to go with it. So um, I think that was the turning point. If Looking back, that, that really gave it a boost and gave me some confidence that, hey, I've, I've, I have got an audience here and they, they are interacting with me now and they're making comments uh, a bit on the blog. So, so I was encouraged to, then at that stage so did you look to start making more money at that point or, or what what happened next i did i thought well now now is the time uh to um try and think what's the best way and the obvious way was to do these ski packages i'd found uh, a very reliable local guy who has a number of shops in in the town in good locations uh, for the ski hire lessons and uh, so I just did that ski hiring lessons, and, and that brought in a you know not a huge income, but it, it brought brought in an income. So that was encouraging. But I did have you know it wasn't enough. I still was probably dipping into savings uh, at this stage. But just just before so, you, before you tell us more about other income streams, sure. I am curious with the ski packages, and it's someone local. How did, from the technological standpoint? How did that work? Did because you, you need to track your referrals, or did you sell them directly from your website? How does how did it happen? So I, I, sell them, I sell them directly from my website, so um, they will go. And um, in those days, it was a Excel spreadsheet, uh, fill in exactly what they wanted, and then um, from there uh, they'd make payment, and uh, everything else would be sorted. The, you know, their, their lift from the airport. To their to their ski hiring lessons. So how does so how did that work? Like they paid you with PayPal, then you called your friends yeah. down in the village and said, "Hey, we just got an order." And <laughs> is that? Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're not too far off. It was all done via email. Uh, but uh, so yeah, they'd fill out the form. Uh, there'd be an Excel spreadsheet of the bookings, and you know they'd know to, they'd know that they'd paid and. And it turned out, it's, and it still is a great system and almost unique um, that you can. Just rock up, show your form, and uh, be in and out of your, you know, trying on your skis and, and fitted literally within a couple of minutes. It's a, it's a very slick system indeed. Um, and it's not high, interestingly enough, it's, it's slick because it's not computerized within the shop. Uh, <laughs> because uh, many shops do have computers and they're busy scanning things and crates, bottlenecks. So it, it's, um, it's a really cool system to process a lot of people. That ski hire within a very short space of time through this pre-booking method. So, so I'm yeah. on your site right now, and if I click that fairly large ski packages icon you've got yeah. in the right sidebar, that opens up a, a form that I can fill in, which then goes on to ask me about ski and snowboard hire, lessons, lift passes, and transfers. So at the end of that, will I just end up making payment, the money will go to you, and then yes. you'll send the email down to the everyone related to delivering those services and I would get a printout that I would just take with me and when I land and get to Bansko I would just show all the various people this and they'd check that the everything was confirmed and away I go. Is that pretty much how it works? Yeah, give or take, yes. Uh, the, the, the transfer, um, you don't, you know, it, 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 it just was all booked up and you, you would 
you wouldn't even have to show a piece of paper. But yeah, people would print everything off. There's a notes they print off. And the new form, which is I've developed, I think is going to be totally unique in the world, is, is a sort of custom ski hire booking form where you can log in um, and log back in. So it's particularly good for groups. And you can imagine if you're booking lift passes for a week for a group of 12 people, the, uh, the money adds up. So these are quite high-value sales uh, per, mm. per sale. And how did, you, um, so, how did you arrange yeah. this with the, the various service providers? Did you just find out their fee or, or ask them to give you a wholesale fee and then you tagged on your own percentage on top of that? Yeah, I asked for a discount of what they would uh, charge for just turning up. And uh, then took my fee from um, from that. Mm-hmm. And um, as I say, I just worked solely with one provider, who's a who's a wonderful guy. He trusted me, um, so I have a lot to thank him mm. uh, for. Because this was a, a rather unusual case of the of the uh, agent taking all the money and then passing it on later. Mm. Yeah. Um, and we've worked together for you know five years now, and it, it, it just still that- works brilliantly. Yeah, great idea for any travel blogger out there who's looking for something to sell on their website, like just find services that other travelers would want to buy and arrange sort of deals and sell directly. It's a simple but uh, effective idea. So you said it wasn't enough to live off initially, though. So what happened next? Did you add some more income streams? Yeah, well, actually, I, I, I at that stage, one reason or another, I decided to go back to the UK and see what happens. Now, much to my complete amazement, I, I did get full-time employment um, for a year. So, uh, and that was with Barclays. Was your belief it was a little bit shaky then? <laughs> was it yeah. Less? <laughs> well, it, it, it was a very interesting time because, you know, obviously the crash had happened in 2008, if you like. And... Um, I, uh, you know, I was their first recruit, really, and uh, having been out of of it for a little while, I was I was very pleased to get back in, I guess, in some respects. But then, pretty much immediately, I realised, you know, I perhaps should have just uh, sweated it out for a bit longer and uh, stayed stayed in Bulgaria. But no, I I went back to full time employment and kept the blog going. And what happened was that the the I just sort of had time to improve it, build up the traffic. Uh, do all the good stuff of producing content, and um, when the, the the ski season happened, it went very well. Even though I wasn't there, obviously I was I was in full time employment in the UK, and then and then a year later, the the I just felt well, this is going fine. This is a fine income. There's you know I've got no debts. You know uh, this this is not a problem, and I I can live off this even if it doesn't really grow very much from here. Uh, but yet, I can have a much, much better lifestyle. I don't have to be commuting. I don't have to be answerable to someone all the time and the usual stuff you get in a, in a big bank. Mm. So um, then I decided, yeah, I think this is fine. So I'll go full, full time with it. And um, that's when it really, really started to happen. So that was the third year of running your blog? Uh, yep, that's correct. Yeah. Okay. So you yeah. went back to Bulgaria, you quit your job for the, the last and final time? Yes, that's right, yes. <laughs> and <laughs> you, you said you're making enough. Was it just pretty much from the ski packages that you were selling off the yeah. site? Pre- pretty much then uh, it was. I mean, there was a good you know, a few thousand euros coming in from you know, the advertising as well, um, which was great. But uh, yeah, mainly, mainly through the packages, I very much... 
you know, your tip to, to listeners was to think about things that you can resell in, in a resort uh, or in your niche. And uh, I'm a great, great fan of that um, to, to try and keep your site as clean as possible as well, um, with not too many ads either. So that, that kind of felt, felt the right thing and to target the right sort of customer um, that I wanted to target. What, what were those ads you said? Where, what are they? Like, I can't, like you said, you, there's not many on your site, but you, you said you made some money from advertising. Is it just the yeah, banners? Uh, yeah, uh, banners, uh, also in the newsletter. You know, so they get a link and a mention there and also sponsored articles as well, which I still do. Um, and uh, I put a full disclosure if it's, if it's a paid-for article. And um, that's, a, that's great for, for all parties, really. You know, um, I feel I've built up a degree of trust and I only work with people uh, and places that I feel um, offer something I'm going to enjoy. Um, usually I've experienced it before anyhow, so it's quite an easy review for me to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's, um, that's almost like the fun part for me, you know, getting paid to have a nice meal. <laughs> and, uh, a free meal and, uh, and then, um, you know, money afterwards. So... Okay, um, so can you that, just break down all your income streams? Sorry, cut you off there, Lance. Because I'm just no, no, that's fine. So uh, there's there's paid for reviews. Um, there's uh, obviously the direct sales we've been talking about in terms of the ski packages. There's the banner ads, uh, both you know top top of article banner and side one two five banners, uh, and there's uh, email. Um, email uh, links as well, yep. newsletters. And also now there's a whole listings uh, technology we've got in uh, that runs into the app um, that gives me uh, income as well from various places. I often combine these together into a package, uh, I hasten to add. Mm-hmm. And um, that's, that's been going very well, just collecting through the, um, through the app, which I got involved with way over two years ago. And... Uh, we may come on to that in a moment, yeah. but um, uh, that's uh, th- those are the main main income streams that, that were coming in. And there's you know there's more that will, will come in the future. I can sell other products that the form can be adapted to sell. I don't know skidoo experiences or whatever. Um, <laughs> and uh, I, I went to I, another income stream I had last year that went very well was to do an offline map. I, got, I found an artist to hand draw the town and the piece map. And so I got those printed up, sold the advertising, and that served the purpose to advertise my blog and, and the app, uh, as well as produce uh, you know, a, a nice little income uh, for the effort of doing that. So, uh, so the app is, yeah, so kind of like you've got this app, map, and blog sort of free thing going on. Um, which I now feel would be quite hard for anybody to replicate. I was going to uh, say, you must be kind of famous in Bansko. <laughs> uh, uh, well, yes, uh, people do know me, um, including the owner of the resort, and um, I work independently there, and um, you know, work with everybody. Um, I hopefully, oh, well, I believe I built up a, a good reputation for integrity, and um, you know, keeping things to myself. That's very important if you're doing a very small niche like this. Is to to be seen to be trustworthy because you know people know you're going to be talking to their competitors and so forth. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is very important. Okay. Now, one thing we haven't talked about, which I know people will be interested in, 
the technology here before we move on to the app as well even just the website and you know the excel form you're talking about now you're a corporate banker guy and you said you're interested in technology but i'm assuming when you started all this and as things progressed your skill set's not web design you know blog setup setting up scripts doing all that so do you have help with all this yes i do um in, in fact um Whilst I felt I could probably work out how to do it all myself uh, in a, to a basic level, I did actually pay. Um, actually, one of, one of your past uh, students, I believe, um, and I've just forgotten his name, forgive me, but he does uh, WordPress sites. Um, Joel, was it? Joel, yep. Joel, that's it. Blog tech guy. So, Joel. Blog tech guy, yes, it was on the tip of my tongue. Thanks very much. So, uh, he did a great job. And um, so that just got it up and running. And uh, subsequent to them, when I've gone through some tweaks, and last year I did a, a sort of a new theme on the on the, on the site, I got someone else to do all that stuff for me. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm not a programmer. I'm not a I'm not a you know someone who I would trust <laughs> myself to start trying to do all these different elements. So I think that's important for people to realise you do not have to be uh, from the you know, IT world mm. to make this happen. Do you remember how much you paid at the very, very beginning just to get started? Oh, gosh, I think um, not a lot. I mean, th this site was up and running for, let's say, if we put it in dollars, about $300, $400, let's say, certainly under $500, um, no more than that. Mm -hmm. The whole thing was done, up and running. Uh, looking pretty much the way I wanted it. It was running off the thesis theme. And uh, and it was very simple for me just to play around with where I'd put the video, the, the sign-up form, and all the bits that that people learn on your course, really, to be honest. Okay. And you, you did it, controlled that yourself using the thesis theme? Yes, that's right. The, the, you know, the WordPress back office is, uh, I think most people can probably get, get their way around that quite easily. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll find it very conducive to adding the, the content. And what about your newsletter? What did you use for that? I used Aweber, uh, again, through your recommendation, and still do, actually. And uh, that has an incredibly high uh, success rate for getting through to people. And, um, you know, depending on the content and the timing, I get unbelievable click-through click rates. You know, they can be as high as 100%, you know, <laughs> <Wow>. so... <laughs> I'm jealous. It's, it's just... <laughs> It's extraordinary. I mean, typically it's not. It's 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 fifteen percent, twenty percent, but um, it's it, that's still uh, quite pleasing, frankly. Um, and uh, so it's quite a clean list. People unsubscribe when they when they've um, you know had enough or you know don't want to come back to the resort again mm. for whatever reason. So it's it's that served me very well. So it's up and down a little bit in terms of numbers as the season ends. People knock off it, and then new people come on, and it's it's gradually been growing over the years so I again my advice would be to set up that email uh, responder and uh, as soon as you really start mm. okay so WordPress with the thesis theme uh, Joel from blogtechguy.com was your initial tech support person and Aweber for your newsletter and that's probably it is that <laughs> sums up your technology that sums it up that's all that was required fantastic now, I, I'm, I'm assuming you also have Twitter and Facebook and you obviously do YouTube videos. All of this is running off bandscoreblog.com. 
Uh, I'd like to talk about the app. But just before we do that, because kind of wrapping up the whole blog process here, I'm, I am really curious, and this is purely a self-indulgent question. Uh, taking Blog Mastermind, my course, what was it from that that helped you the most, you think, especially looking back now, you know, after four or five years? Uh, good question. I, I, I honestly think the biggest thing was obviously going through the stages, you know, the technical stuff that one had to go through. Uh, but also it's the motivation. And you know, without motivation, nothing happens. And you, 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 if I may pass you a compliment back, is that you'll, you, you do that very well within the program. And uh, you, you're not promising instant, uh, instant millions, you know. So it's all believable and it's all credible and it does work. So I think people need to, um, you know, people who are realistic um, can, can go on the course and be sure that this is sound advice. And uh, I, I just look back to, you know, if there's one key thing, it's, it's producing that content. And, you know, with a mind to... The, the, the tips that, that you give in terms of the keywords and the, the right tags and this sort of stuff, uh, but mainly to, to, to keep up that content and to have your own voice and you, you'll find people you'll connect with and have faith. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, now uh, one thing I haven't mentioned yet is uh, Lance and I actually connected through, well, initially a comment he left on one of my articles on, on EJ, which led to me finding out that Lance is now doing apps and he's done one for the Bansko blog, which I had a look at, and I'm actually working with him currently to get one done for my own blog, EJ. So Lance, can you tell us how did the whole app thing even come into your world with, with, with the blog? Okay, so um, there was some good fortune really. Through a friend of mine, um, uh, I was introduced to a program that's it, it's like an entrepreneur's program here, and they wanted me to be a mentor for blogging on the topic of blogging. So a bunch of young entrepreneurs who um, were getting information, and uh, they so they asked me to talk about blogging. And uh, on that course, I met, um, in fact, two people I still deal with regularly. One of which is now my business partner. Uh, so he instantly um, thought that we should work together. That. Uh, uh, and he was right, you know, we, um, we very quickly progressed things and uh, within, um, gosh, uh, certainly within the year, we'd um, established uh, the fact that we're going to produce more and more blogs together. Uh, we'll, do, we'll start off with local ones, uh, more and more apps, sorry, forgive me. Uh, so now um, we've actually uh, launched in the, the uh, app store uh, 25 and so the the business has really ramped up particularly this year where 18 have, have gone through 19 through this year i think so thing and things are now uh, really firing ahead on on that side uh, as i um, completely got immersed into the world of apps and uh, how they can transform uh, i think all sorts of businesses but uh, certainly transform mine when uh, mine went live in um, uh, to, uh, february 2012 Does that answer your question? Yeah, sorry, <laughs> those were coming. I was kind of curious with the. Um, I was giving you a drink break there. I thought you were <laughs> having a drink, Lance. Um, the the app. I, I'm kind of curious with the beginning before you even had it, and you've been approached by this partner who can produce apps. And 
you know, you, mm. the idea is, okay, I'm going to replicate all my blog content into an app form and see if that also, I guess, does the same thing that my blog does. It helps me sell skiing packages. It helps me sell advertising. And it does it all in the app format instead of the blog format. Was that your thinking with the whole motivation behind having an app? Um, yeah, well, basically, I was pretty certain that that everyone was going to be you know be accessing content mobile um, increasingly as 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 more people got hold of these smartphones, and uh, my strategy was going to be a long term one to uh, produce an app that was definitely low key and focused on providing free information free to download free information not not overtly selling selling you so much um but providing the stuff that people really want to know about which is the you know the the, the videos the skis the live webcam the blog all that the snow depth all, all this sort of good stuff and uh I, i've been really really very much um impressed not just how how an app for, for a resort can do, but also how it can do for for other businesses as well. How, how and, does uh, how did the app go? Like I'm I'm kind of curious, not having had my app go out. Did did you just publish it, and then it starts getting downloaded immediately, or did you have to sort of email your list and put a blog article up and tell people there's an app available? Like how does how does that all work? Yeah, so the, there is a whole um, pre-launch process. Um, one should do, um, which is uh, talk about it before. Uh, I didn't do that. Uh, I, I, went, I did a soft launch, so we got it, got it agreed, uh, and it went through first time with Apple, which was great. And so I could double, double, double check it. I was cautious, and then went bang, you know, put out the emails, you know, all, all the social media stuff, and um, obviously did stuff on the website. And uh, it very, very quickly got the reviews, got the traction, and this is absolutely key for for an app. It has to ha- has to be useful for people, and if it's useful for people, they will reward you with um, good comment. And uh, that's a, a virtuous cycle for for anyone who's publishing an app uh, because it puts you number one as people increasingly search within the app and Google Play Store, and uh, they download your app because they see reviews. Uh, positive reviews and uh, again that puts you ahead of any potential competition so uh, it's it's a really amazing time I think for businesses to to get their app out and, and get a head start mm. does it make you money at the moment uh, yes it does actually I'd say it's broken even now um, so I guess it's not making money but uh, it's um, still in the investment cycle um, because over the last sort of four or five months we're we're adding some really uh, nice features to the app, uh, but it, what it's enabled is that the advertisers of the bars and restaurants they've got a direct uh, search uh, within the um, within the app, so people can see where places are, they can see the menu, the venues um, can um, can actually have control over the information that's that's in their in their listing. So it, it definitely helps. And as I say, often with the bigger, you know, the five-star hotels we've got here, the Kempinski and the Premier, we, we package these up into a whole, whole, if you like, blog sponsorship deal uh, every year for them. Uh, so, yes, it makes money. Um, and it drives the conversion rate to your newsletter sign-up. It is really fantastic in the app. You know, you have a button that, that has a 
uh, ebook cover or e-guide cover, and um, people can't help but press that and put in their details. And uh, so it, I, I think it's um, it's something that people should do. It makes money, but be prepared for not instant <laughs> return. It's a bit like starting a new blog in some respects. Uh, but the good, great news is you've got the content there. So mm. you know, yeah. I think it's a it's a no brainer for people yeah. to do this. It's, a, it's another channel for your existing content. So. Like you said, once you've created it, then it's it's a no-brainer. Okay, wow. Um, so we basically, I, I'm actually, while you've been talking here, I've been looking at some property in Blansko. I'm really quite curious. And geez, there's, they're cheap apartments, like 15,000 euros to get yourself an apartment in Blansko. So uh, yeah. I can see the appeal. Um, Lance, you have a blog, you have an app, you're got all those different income streams. You have a tech person helping you, obviously a partner now in the apps business. You're making around 60,000 euros a year, which clearly in Bulgaria is well and truly enough, judging by the pricing of property. Um, and you don't have to work a full-time job anymore. So what's left? <laughs> what are you sh shooting for now? <laughs> uh, well, as they say, you shoot for the uh, shoot for the sun. And if you get the moon, then um, that would be great. Now, we'd, we'd I'm shooting very high now, and uh, as I may have mentioned to you on our discussion earlier, Yarrow, we're, we've got a big contract we're about to sign, um, where we're acting as more of the back-end people putting together uh, all sorts of apps in, in a, a few other industri industries, apart from blogging, uh, that um, will mean real volume at, at the right price. Uh, we're very, very excited about that. So we're looking at producing a lot more uh, income. Uh, through the joint venture business, and um, uh, but continuing to develop the the niche of Bansko Blog and uh, the app that goes with it, uh, but the app business I see is a, a fast track growth. And I, you know, my tip is if if people want to do a niche, you know, it can lead to other things, and uh, uh, I think that's important to remember. Yeah, which leads me to uh, my my final question for you. Uh... Lance, going back to the beginning and especially given your, uh, I'm not going to call it a slow start. I think it was potentially a slow start, uh, slow enough that most people probably wouldn't have continued. Like I'm, I'm, you know, the fact that you've reached the point you have really is a testament to how, how much faith you had and, you know, we're willing to just keep doing the work and seeing a little bit of success and using that as enough to motivate you to keep going. What's your advice for the people out there who, in particular, if they're thinking, you know, I've got a niche like this, I've got like my favorite place I go camping, or I'm just really into this obscure form of mountain bike riding, and I'm thinking, you know, I'd love to have the blog about that, but they just, they're just not sure if it's going to be the foundation for a business. What would you tell them? What would you suggest well, they do in particular? Okay, so to, to the first part of the question is what would I tell them? I'd say now... I think if we look all around us, we see marketing has changed. It, you know, everything used to be for the average person, the mass market, and I don't think any, any of us really want to feel that way anymore. And you know, obviously, companies have become a lot smarter at um, putting us into niches and appealing to that niche. And um, and we want, you know, we pay for that extra value. So the the, the world is full of niche customers, if you like. And uh, don't feel you have to do something general and mass. But find find a niche and and find your voice uh, for that niche. Uh, sorry, your second part really was how, how should you go about it? Then, um, well, if you're looking at a resort, then I'm 
very happy to receive an email for anyone thinking of setting something up similar to what I'm doing uh, because there is big opportunity there, I think. And we've got a platform that can help you uh, do that, uh, particularly uh, with regard to the app. And uh, the the other thing is uh, the content will, uh, if you write it uh, well and you pr- produce good visuals as well, you need good photographs, uh, will bring you an audience and you will get on the front page of Google but you do have to stick at it. So there's, I, I'm kind of being realistic with people. You know, are, are you up for a bit of hard work? Um, if you are, then keep up that work. I know it can be difficult after coming back from, from uh, work and sitting down on the computer, but maybe if you've got some time on the train or something like that, then um, it can give you a chance to write, write some content. Uh, but most of all, pick something you actually feel really comfortable uh, writing about. And can you imagine yourself still being able to write about it in, in a few years' time. Mm-hmm. So that's my tip. Couldn't have said it better myself. I think you just quoted one of my articles there. <laughs> that's that's right, so. Right. <laughs> so what's Guys, the... it's not been prearranged. Yeah. <laughs> no, this wasn't. <laughs> uh, Lance, the email address for you, for anyone who does want to take advantage of that, you know, if they're thinking of starting a, a ski resort blog and app, uh, how do they get in touch with you? Uh, they can contact me at Lance at lanscoblog.com and uh, alternatively I've got Lance at appfactory.bg if people are more interested in uh, the app side of things and that's it they're very welcome to contact me and uh, I can pass on anything I can to to try and help them get get going in this niche okay and Bansko blog that's b-a-n-s-k-o blog.com and it's the resort of Bansko, if you want to find it. So that, that's, like I said, it's put it on the map for me. Never heard of it before this. So thank you, Lance. Uh, anything else you want to add before we wrap it up? Uh, that's all. And uh, just to say thank you to Yarrow for uh, sort of us connecting once again and um, getting in the app world. And I uh, look forward to working with you on that. I, I do too. I'm looking forward to having a, an EJ app out there and, and seeing how well it does. So We'll keep everyone updated, of course, on how that goes on on my blog. So for the time being, though, thank you, Lance, for for sharing your story in such detail and good luck with the growth of the app business. And of course, the the blogging continues to to fuel everything as well as a a fairly good, stable cash flow source, which is impressive. And um, for anyone else listening in, if you are interested in getting more interviews like this and you want inspiration as well as very tactical and strategic advice on how to actually set up things like blogs and apps, and anything to do with online business, uh, you know where to go. My Entrepreneur's Journey blog has my podcast archive. You can also subscribe to this podcast in iTunes. I hope you've already done that. If not, go do that right now. And you can find my blog and everything by Googling my name, which is Yarrow, Y-A-R-O. And thank you very much for listening. I'll catch you again on a future interview very soon. Bye-bye. There you have it. I hope you enjoyed that fantastic interview with Lance. As you can see, it is possible for you to start a blog while you're working a full-time job and work on it during your off hours, so before work, after work, lunch breaks, while you're doing your commute and on weekends. It can be something that's a part-time project which you slowly build up over time and then through using various different income generation methods like many of which Lance talked about 
in this interview, you can build up enough of income to eventually quit your job. And like Lance, you could potentially move to another country where the standard of living is much better for your lifestyle or just travel to see new places, whatever the case may be. A blogging business grants you that freedom. If you're interested in following in the footsteps of Lance, like him and taking my blog mastermind training course, I'd like to invite you to once again take a look at the sign-up page. It's at www.blogmastermind.com forward slash sign up. That's where you'll find all the information about the program as well as how you can, enjoy, how you can enroll in the next running of the course. Uh, my name is Yarrow. I'm the teacher of that program and I'll be helping you to grow your own blog over the course of that program. Once more time, it's at www.blogmastermind.com forward slash sign up. That's it from me. Thanks again for listening. I'll talk to you soon.